Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your retirement. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Dave Hall. I'm your host. If you were like me, you spent quite a bit of time lately trying to watch the stock market and figure out what's going on. As we look at what's happening inside the stock market, a lot of it is not making sense. Seems like it goes way up and stays there based upon false assumptions. As we look at many of the typical trends that have been out there that have caused stock markets to crash in the past, today what I want to talk about is how to protect your retirement assets before the next crash. This is a new webinar that we've just launched. Today I'm not going to be able to cover all the information that we would typically cover during that webinar, but I wanted to give you a taste of what you can learn during that hour you would spend with me if you were to attend that webinar. You can go to my website, retirementriskadvisors.com if you'd like to get signed up for an upcoming webinar on this topic. But what we're going to talk about initially here are the five stages of a bubble, because I do believe we are in a stock market bubble. Now, others may disagree with me, and that's okay. And we've got to make our own decisions as it relates to the future of the market. But it is my opinion that we are in a bubble and that we've got a crash that's ahead of us. Not sure when it's going to happen, how long it's going to happen. We've seen all kinds of volatility over the last month or so. We see the market go down percentage point one day. It's back up a percentage point the next day. All of these things lead ultimately to what often happens, which is a crash because of the uncertainty of what's going on in the market. But there are really five phases of a bubble. The first one is what they call displacement. Now, we've seen this multiple times. It's when investors get excited about a new paradigm. If I go back to late 1990s, that was the small cap boom. That was when we had the dot-com boom that was happening because of all the tech stocks that were coming in. Late 1990s, everyone was going through the process of getting excited about this new industry and what was happening there. Obviously, we look into the 2000s, we're going to see that it fell apart. And there's a number of reasons that it happened, and we'll go through those today. Another one was right around 2006 and seven. When we look at what was going on in the real estate market, it seemed like you couldn't lose money. I was working as a tax professional back then, primarily helping people with their taxes, living in Las Vegas or working there. I was actually living in Utah, but I had people tell me all the time, there's no way this is going to crash. This is uh, the next thing. We're going to continue to make substantial amounts of money. Well, we all know how that turned out uh, as well. We've gone through these periods of time where people get excited. We see cryptocurrency now, a displacement. We've got a new technology. We've got a new opportunity out there. It's attracting a lot of money, and we're seeing some of the consequences of that as we go into some of these next steps. The next step is a boom. Once we've had displacement, people have gotten excited about a typical industry or an opportunity what we find is the boom happens. And if you look back to any one of those things I mentioned, that is exactly what did happen. Look at the late 1990s. The dot-coms were off the charts. In fact, if you owned some of those stocks back then, you were making over 100%. Look at what happened in the real estate market. We saw this great boom going across the country. A lot of it was because you could get loans pretty easily back then, not a lot of due diligence being done. And then we look at cryptocurrency. Definitely has gone off the charts when we look at the boom in the market. The next Next one's that euphoria also has happened during each one of these. I mentioned my clients in Las Vegas that believed the market could never go down. I see it now. I've met with multiple people sitting down talking about the retirement planning, and I can't tell you the number 
are people that are not concerned at all that they're at risk of market loss, that they've got 100% of their assets invested in the stock market. They don't believe this can end. It's gone on now for 13 years, 14 years, had a huge growth in the market, and they don't believe it's going to end. One of the biggest problems that we have when we get these big booms is everyone assumes it's going to last forever. When we look back in history, though, is that's what is happening. Unfortunately, no, these booms are not lasting forever. And that leads us to the next step, profit-taking. That's where the smart investors say, look, the euphoria is going on. People are getting crazy. People that shouldn't be investing are putting money into here. Doesn't seem to be any reasoning behind what's going on. We're going to start taking money out. And that's what they do. Large institutions, large investors start pulling money off the table. Well, what does that do if you start taking money out of the stock market or out of any type of investment? All of a sudden, there's not as much money going into these products. And all of a sudden, you've got a situation where there's going to be some large volatility in the market. And that's what we've been seeing over the last few weeks, maybe last month, as we look at what's going on in the stock market. And the last one is panic. That's where people start getting concerns. That's what happened back in 2000 when everything crashed. That's what happened in 2008. We've seen it off and on at times a little bit already with the cryptocurrencies. You've seen situations where there's been huge volatility inside of there. Well, as we look at what's going on now, there's a ton of uncertainty out there in the market, ton of things going on that we're not fully understanding the consequences of yet. All of these lead to uncertainty, which then can lead into panic. We've gone through the euphoria period, starting to see the profit taking by some individuals. Next phase ends up being that panic phase, where then we start seeing dips, maybe of 20, 30, 40, 50% inside of the market. What are some risk factors that we need to look at? If we're looking at a potential future collapse of this bubble, what are some things that could cause that? One of them is seasonal weakness. Now, I will tell you, September is the worst month for the stock market. February's never been that great either, but we've got to look at the seasons. What's going on from a calendar standpoint? You wouldn't expect that to affect the stock market as much as it does, but there are definitely some seasonal weaknesses that end up happening geopolitical events. We've got a lot going on politically right now. In fact, if you look at what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, creating a lot of uncertainty. We look at our own country, openness of the borders, different things that are going on that are creating a lot of uncertainty. Oil shock. When we go back to 2008, a barrel of oil top was at $147 per barrel. What are we seeing happening now with oil? We're seeing it go up. We're seeing some fluctuation. If oil continues to go up, that may be a sign that our stock market's weakening, that the bubbles that are out there across all of the markets may be weakening and putting us into a position where we could end up having a crash. Economic lockdown, we've had that now for a couple of years. We are hopefully coming out of that. But again, something to look at. In fact, most people expected the lockdown would end up causing the crash to begin with. And we saw one in 2000, somewhere February, March of 2000. The market then did come back immediately, but many people have been very concerned about these economic lockdowns. Now, what did it do for the stock market? It ended up creating this big bubble. It created a situation where many of these companies, the large companies were making substantially more money because the small companies were closed. They couldn't compete. So that left all these big companies to rake in all the profits. Disappointing earnings. We're seeing that right now with a number of stocks. We've had Facebook that has ended up taking a dive because of some of their profit expectations that didn't happen. Other stocks out out there that are reporting their current earnings, that they're struggling to hit the expectations that the market had for them based upon the prices that have been 
expected based upon the price earnings that they've got out there to determine the value of the stock. Policy changes, a lot of that out there. We haven't seen a lot of activity here, but there were a lot of proposals in 2021. A lot of things that could have drastically affected the stock market. Build back better. Had a lot of proposals dealing with tax laws and how they may impact the wealthy individuals in our country. All of that's going to have some type of impact on the market as we look to the future. There's still a number of things on the table that could come about. We could see a lot of policy change over the next 12 months. Chinese economic slowdown. We see that the government of China is struggling themselves. They recently cut their interest rates, just like America did at one time, to be able to stabilize their economy. Well, Russia is a big impact when it comes to the global economy. They're starting to have some issues, definitely could impact the U.S. stock market and other markets. Again, it's not just the stock market necessarily. We're looking at real estate markets, other markets that exist out there, the bond market. All of these need to be taken in consideration. It's my opinion, as well as many other advisors I talk to, that if we do have a crash from this bubble, it's going to take everything down like it did in 2008. It's not just going to be a stock market crash. It's not going to be just a real estate crash. It's going to be a crash of the whole market. Elevated inflation, I don't think I have to say much about this. If we look year over year, going back to the end of 2021, 7% was the inflation. Now we get into January, 7.5%. Here we said in February, we haven't gotten the numbers yet, but inflation is definitely going up. Well, that's a tax against your savings. If you got savings dollars out there, you're going to have less to spend because the inflation impact it's going to have. As a result, it's going to impact businesses. It's going to impact profits. People aren't going to have the money they're used to have to be able to spend and buy the things that they once did. Big tech regulation, a lot of that's going on right now. Who knows where it's going to fall out? No, we've got a lot of these companies out there that are a huge part of the stock market that the government would like to regulate. They seem to be wanting to regulate us, these companies, not allowing people on the platform if they say something that's against their opinion and what they believe should be posted out there. Obviously, that could create issues in the future as the government tries to figure out how they handle these companies that have such a big impact on our lives. They've gotten so big that they're able to impact a lot of what happens. And the last one here from a risk factor I want to talk about is a crypto crash. Very volatile market right now. Many people believe that that's where your money should go during a period of high inflation, that that's a place that you can be safe. Look at it, real estate, gold, these various types of investment. As we look out there, we're seeing a ton of volatility. We're seeing some of the top coins, especially Bitcoin, with a lot of volatility. Many people expected the value of it to be up to $100,000 per coin right now. That's not where we are. In fact, we're less than half of that. So we're seeing a situation there that's not playing out as many of the investors expected it to. As a result, many people are very concerned about the impact this is going to have on the overall market. Medicare insurance can be overwhelming, and you may have lots of questions. We have teamed up with Medicare Compare USA to get your questions answered. Visit MedicareComparUSA.com forward slash retirement risk advisors for a complimentary Medicare insurance consultation today. And as we look across the board, there were a ton of risks that I covered. All of them are not applying right now, but as we put more and more of them together, which seems to be the situation we're going through, all of them slowly lead to that panic where we have a situation 
where we could have the market drop anywhere from 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50%, as some economists and advisors are saying, is where the market's heading. If that's the case, what can we do to protect ourselves? Obviously, um, none of us want to go through a downturn like that. If we can avoid it, we would much rather be able to keep these bubble gains that we've been able to acquire over the last few years, during the last even 13 years since 2008, as the markets continued to go up. My recommendation, or one of them, and the one we talk about in that presentation, is a fixed indexed annuity. Now, there are multiple principal protected products that you can use to help you get through a situation like this. But in this webinar, we talk about indexed annuities because it's my belief that they can help us solve a number of issues that we're going to struggle to solve using any other product. There are a lot of benefits that can come out of these annuities. It can be a great place to put your bond portion of your portfolio to be able to take some risk off the table, maybe from some of your stock assets. I would not recommend you put 100% of your assets in one of these products. But let's talk about some of the pros that are there. And again, if you want to better understand how this works, go through my webinar and you'll be able to get access to all the information that we share on the topic. One of the first benefits here, no active management fees. When we look at indexed annuities, these are spread products, not fee products. One of the issues that many people have with annuities are those old variable annuities. Some of them had fees as high as 8 or 10%. Well, I wouldn't have bought one of those either, and you shouldn't have. Unfortunately, many of you got talked into buying one from financial advisors that were looking out for their interests, not your own. But this is one of the things that we need to remember as we look at these index products. They're a no-fee product, many of those. So you don't have to worry about these high fees that you've had in the past. Autopilot, when we look at annuities, they're structured to where you don't have to watch them on a daily basis. Most of them earn their income from a point to point. Could be one year, could be two years. You're not having to sit there and monitor the market on a daily basis because of the way they've structured these products using options to invest rather than investing right into the market. Backed by huge insurance companies, I will tell you that if you are going to pick an annuity product, you do want to do research on the company you're going with. You want one that has a very high rating. I like the Comdex score. You can find that online if you're trying to search out a company. When we look across the board, and I know companies that I work with, these are huge companies in the industry. In fact, the two companies we use primarily for our annuities are the largest two companies in the industry. One of them is the largest company overall. The other one is the largest of these products. So these are things we definitely want to look at and take into consideration and realize some of these companies have had over 100 years of success and been able to provide for their clients and their customers and the promises that they've made to them. Potential market-like returns. When we look at the way these products are handled, if we look at an index product, you're investing into an index. We had many products this last year that did over 20%. Now, obviously, we were in 2021 and the stock market did well, but can you imagine doing over 20% in an investment that if the market would have dropped like some experts expected it to, you didn't lose any money. You still had whatever money you'd invested in there and that it had grown to since the last time your earnings had gotten posted. Never lose money due to a market downturn. I mentioned before they're using options inside of here. So if you have $100,000 that are invested into the market and there's a situation where the market turns down, those options just don't get exercised. You're in a situation where you're not going to make anything, but you're not going to lose anything. You're going to still have that $100,000 there, which is very important as we look across the stability 
of our future investments. We're trying to take that volatility out of our retirement assets. It's that volatility that often kills our retirement asset. Better return than bonds. I mentioned one of the recommendations I make to people is to take your bond portion and put it into these type of investments. What we find through these indexed annuities is that it's going to outperform your bond portion and it's going to be more secure than the bond portion is. As we look at where bonds are right now, horrible investment, not making a lot of money, maybe even losing money depending on the bonds that you're investing in. Avoid probate by naming beneficiaries. You do have the option here to be able to, and really a requirement, to list a beneficiary on these products. So if you end up passing away, it doesn't have to go through probate. That asset can transfer over to whoever that beneficiary is. Now, if you are married, your wife or husband is going to have to sign off saying that they don't want to be the beneficiary if you're choosing someone else. But for most of you, if it is your, your husband or wife, very easy to get them on as the beneficiary of your account. Tax advantage, there's a couple of ways to run these products. My recommendation is to put them into a tax-free account, put them into a Roth account. Then you don't have any tax. Most of them are held in tax-deferred accounts, tax-deferred IRAs, where you end up with the tax deferred growth, and then you end up paying tax once you pull the money out. But you can have them in any of the three buckets I talk about. You could have them in your taxable bucket. If that's the case, your principal would not be taxed. The growth would when you start pulling it out. Tax deferred in those traditional IRAs, is, which is where most people have them, or you can now move them into the Roth accounts and take advantage of the tax-free benefits that come from a Roth. Premature death benefit. This is very important for many people. In fact, it was one of the biggest problems many people had with annuities. They didn't want to end up giving an annuity company or an insurance company a half a million dollars with the promise they would get income for the rest of their lifetime and then pass away within a couple of months getting everything they were promised but losing all those assets. People just emotionally couldn't get over losing all their retirement assets that quickly. What did the insurance companies do? They changed these policies now or these annuities to where now you can end up having a, a death benefit on there. It's not a typical insurance death benefit, meaning you're not going to get hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you would be able to get out any money you put into the product that you hadn't already taken out, plus maybe some bonuses there depending on the, the company that you're with. Lifetime income, something else that people are very excited about. If you like Social Security, you really should like an annuity. What is so great about Social Security, it's a guaranteed lifetime stream of income. Now, it is inflation-adjusted, and there are options inside of annuity products to get inflation-adjusted products, but it's lifetime. If you live to be 120, guess what? These products are going to continue to pay you. Something that the stock market, bond market, traditional investments are not going to do. Some liquidity, I will tell you, these products should be invested in for the long term. I would not recommend that you buy one of these if you're only going to hold it for a couple of years. They do have fairly large surrender charges, but things have changed to where if you put one of these products in place, you would be able to get 10% of the value per year out during those initial years. I generally don't recommend people pull money out of these products. Obviously, they're retirement assets. You should have them for your retirement. But if you're in a situation where you do have to get money out, you would have some liquidity there, up to 10% of the account value. 100% of your investment goes in day one. There's no money being pulled out for fees. There's no money being pulled out to go somewhere else. 100% of it's being invested. Therefore, it's all going to work for you. And the last thing is there are some potential upfront bonuses, depending on which product you purchase. I know some of the products that we use may have even a 50% 
upfront income bonus, which means if you put $250,000 in there, your income is going to be based immediately off of a $375,000 value. A lot of things involved in these products, things you need to look at. Unfortunately, today, we only have a short time to cover some of these topics. In my webinar, How to Protect Your Retirement Assets Before the Next Crash, I go into much more detail. We have an hour to spend together to go through the information. We have a large slide deck that you can use after the fact and refer back to to help you better understand the concepts that I teach. But today, I wanted to give you a taste. We've got a lot of new webinars coming out over the next few months. I want to give those of you who join me here on my podcast, the opportunity to understand some of the concepts that we're teaching and some of the things that are important to me right now. If we look at what's going on in the stock market, that is very important to me. And it's very concerning because I am seeing too many people in that euphoria phase saying, look, I don't need to do anything. I don't need to worry. And I saw it back in 2006 and seven with real estate. And then everything crashes, everything falls apart. Their lives start falling apart. Depression sets in. Retirement doesn't look anything like it did before. These are real consequences when we get caught up in markets that we think are going to go on forever. And we don't protect ourselves. We don't put in the safeguards as a retirement risk advisor. It's my job to help you educate yourself to a level to get aware of the safeguards, to figure out what it is you can do, to understand how an annuity product may work to help you get more protection. In another class, we may talk about how it may help you to use a life insurance product, how Roth accounts can be very beneficial to you from a tax side what you should do to choose your Social Security, when you should take it, how do you get your Social Security to where it's not going to be taxed, all kinds of fun and exciting things I cover during my various presentations. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you would like to learn more how you can eliminate or reduce the risk you're going to face in retirement, please go to my website, retirementriskadvisors.com. Thanks for listening to The Retirement Risk Show. Join us next week for more details on how you can better reduce the risks facing your retirement.